0: All right, it's a Plank Show. We're on the road with the OU softball team. Getting set for the Sooners opener tonight against the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I know there had been a little bit of confusion, and, and I'm probably part of the problem here. Um, but with Pacific and Central times, 6 p.m., 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. tonight. 6 p.m., 9 p.m. tonight. Only one game tomorrow at 9.30 p.m., and then only one game Saturday at 9 o'clock. Ooh, what can I do on – what kind of trouble can I get myself into on Saturday, Josh? Let's see here. How far are we away from Chavez Ravine? I've never been in my life, and I don't see – what? What? We're only 34 miles away? Bro. Let's see. How long do you think a 34-mile drive is in Los Angeles?
1: Eh, I don't know. Probably Uh, like 12 hours or
0: so. Let's let's see here. Let's see here. Um, Let's see what Siri gives me as far as if I want to go. Because I've never been to Dodger Stadium, right? And they have the – Really? Yeah, I've never been. Now, Poppy took me there and we drove around. But let's see here. Here we go. It is exactly 30 miles away. So let's see what Siri says here. You've never been to a game there. (laughs) I've never been to a game there. One hour and eight minutes away from Chavez. That's not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Maybe I'll try to go over there. Maybe I'll see what's going on. But uh, so a couple of single games after the doubleheader tonight, which is really unique for these tournaments. And then the Sooners will wrap things up on Sunday against san jose state all right you ready uh joey helmer i apologize joey's out this week he'll return to us next week so what do you say on time josh helmer we do the top five stories of the day giddy up
1: it's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by newcastle casino newcastle casino where real gamers play
2: let's go
0: man best reels in the metro with happy hour monday through friday 3 to 6 p.m., conveniently located off I-44, exit 107, online at newcastlecasino.com. Here we go with big story number five. Number five. All right, so conference realignment is never-ending, right? Never stops. Here's the latest. According to reports, and this involves George Kleivkoff, the commissioner of the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is visiting with SMU this week while the Aztecs of San Diego State and the ponies of SMU are the top Pac-12 expansion candidates. The Pac-12 needs more members and more inventory for their new media rights deal, which is expected to rely heavily on digital streaming services. Um, I think San Diego State's a layup, an absolute layup. But I don't – I guess I don't understand SMU, Josh.
1: Yeah, well, it's simple just to get part of the, the Texas market. There's
0: nothing else to it. Hmm. You know, it's funny to me. Where, where TCU was about a decade ago Well, – let's go back 15 years ago, SMU was kind of in a similar spot. And it's just wild to see how a couple of good, a couple of good seasons for TCU and football really changed the whole kind of momentum of the program. But I guess, okay, I'll say it. What's wrong with Boise State? Because again, geographically, it makes some sense. Like, I need to. I need to talk to. My buddy Pastor Mike on this one, too. What would be wrong with Nevada? What would be wrong with UNLV? UNLV. That that was the school I was thinking of. Why not? I mean, and, and maybe I'm just not good at this, and maybe they're thinking the Dallas market, but, you know, it's really hard to get a pulse in Dallas when it comes to SMU. But, yeah, I guess. I don't know, Josh. SMU to the Pac-12 Doesn't seem to compute. And Gonzaga to the Big 12 doesn't seem to compute to me, right? Not at all. So, apparently, according to Jordan Hofdietz, he covers SMU football. The commissioner um, of the Pac-12, Jordan, was actually at Moody Coliseum for their SMU game the other night. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of money tied up with SMU. lot of money. So maybe that's part of it, but I don't know. That's that's one of those head scratchers. That's West Virginia to Big 12 kind of a head scratcher in my opinion. What,
1: what are the respective enrollments of each? Because SMU's right at about 12,000, is that right, undergraduate and graduate students?
0: Uh, let's see, SMU enrollment eleven thousand seven ninety nine. So right, you're right, twelve thousand. So not bad for SMU. What was the other one? Well, just UNLV and Nevada. I
1: mean, what does everybody else? Boise State, I'm sure, wouldn't be as large as probably any of these.
0: Uh, Twenty eight thousand for UNLV, see, Nevada, that's, that's Reno. A, that's
1: a no brainer.
0: I, I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because you, you
1: elevate the program by bringing them into the league. I get that. Maybe you're not necessarily adding a market quote unquote, but I mean, let's be real here. Are you really adding the Dallas market with SMU?
0: I think you're all in. If I were, if George Clive cough called me, I'd be all in on UNLV and, and what they could potentially get with San Diego state too. Travis has been out there quite a bit. Uh, he said the academic snobs don't approve of Baylor. <laughs> All right, excuse me. Did I say Baylor? Boise State. Boise State. The academic snobs don't approve of Boise State. But listen, get over yourself. Who? I. I I'm not. Maybe I'm too much of a of a football fa- slash sports fan. But I've never ever looked at a conference and thought, oh, the academics and that are just you know. I, no. Are they good at sports? The Ivy League is the only one that you look at and you're like, oh, academics, baby. Ivy League's tough. I mean, everyone else, I mean, are guys holding up signs in the crowd that are touting their GPAs? Our players have better majors. I mean, no, nobody cares. Stop it, academics. Well, you don't bring the academic profile. Yeah, but we bring um, a passionate fan base. Winners, here's a laundry list of conference. I so dumb. We aced
1: our tests, <laughs> right? Exactly, <It's> like, <laughs> you wow, got at an that. F.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Um, let's get, um, let's get big story number four. Number four, oh. by the way, to this person on the air comfort solutions text line of the three one zero. Uh, Irvine is not an hour away from Dodger Stadium. I'm one mile from SoFi Stadium, and it would take me 90 minutes to get to the game today. It would take me 90 minutes. I'm just telling you right now, if you doubt Siri, I don't know about you, but when I'm going to Chavez Ravine, when I'm going to Dodger Stadium, it told me that I could get there from where I am in – I'm 34 miles away, and it told me I could get there in an hour. So you want to argue with Siri, Sir? Big story number four, Super Bowl week. This is my favorite. Um, By the way, I'm playing. It it literally says one hour. You live here. You would know better than I am. And I would be going there at a non-peak time. I mean, it's like 9 a.m. this morning, so maybe that makes traffic a little bit easier. Um, Big story number four, yesterday was my favorite week of Super Bowl week. It was the State of the League address by the commissioner. There was a a couple of interesting things that came out of it. For instance, Roger Goodell had this to say about officiating.
2: When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any plate. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those.
0: I know it's tough because you could be – it's like life, Josh Helmer. You can be right a 1,000 consecutive times. The one time you're wrong – is when everyone messes up, uh, or when everyone catches you, and you mess up, and you're the worst. But I do think that one one area I would defend the NFL is that they've done a better job with the eye in the sky, right? Where you see a, a play that might need to be challenged, and right away that 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 official and the the extra official catches it. Now, did they botch the Eagles' play against the Niners? You bet, you bet. But there's going to be misses. It's just the unfortunate reality of it. But I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's it's the best it's ever been. I mean, I I might use a little bit of different wording on it, but hey, he's the commish. All right, what about flex scheduling?
2: So we'll have flexible scheduling on Sundays and Mondays. It wouldn't at all surprise me at some point that we have it on Thursdays at some stage, but not today. But it will certainly be something that'll be in our in our horizon.
0: Okay, so if you have flex scheduling on Thursday, Josh, are you trying to flex good games in there? Got to be. Are you be. trying to take away? Yeah. Got to be. And, you know, to me,
1: look, we we, we want the primetime windows to be great, and I'm sure Amazon, right, very very much would uh, like them to get in the business of flexing some of those games. But Thursday's just not a, a date that you can really tinker with, I don't think. I mean, I, I – the NFL can can tinker with it because it's the NFL and guess what they make the rules the owners do, right? But boy, that's just to to not be planning for a short week and all of a sudden you've got a short week, you know, several weeks in front of it. I just I don't know. That's going to be that's going to be a tough sell.
0: Now, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh we were able to parse through some more audio from the media night on Monday night. And I still love this from Jalen Hurts.
2: I always talk about, you know, my childhood experiences, and I feel like that's what makes me makes me who I am, leaning on those things and leaning on my time with him. I feel like I'm a direct reflection of him and a spitting image of him in so many ways. And I, I love him, and I respect, for him. I respect him for um, how tough he was on me, um, how honest he was with me, and the man that he raised. You know, so I don't think there is a, I mean, Obviously, there isn't a Jalen Hurst without with my dad. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not the man I am. I'm not the man I am um, on the field, off the field, um, the quarterback I am, the leader I am. Um, I'm none of that without him. So he knows that. He knows that. He knows I love him. I appreciate him always. Um, and
1: he's so like. Oh,
2: hold on. And we also had Nick. Si- he's so likeable.
1: That was not very good
0: at a Job. Oh, Jalen. Um, and Nick Sirianni. People forget. He coached with Andy Reid. Around a little bit. You're going to lose your job once in a while. And he had a wide receiver coach and who was also his assistant head coach, and I was the wide receiver coach there. And so naturally I was just out. Yeah, and then there's this. I actually have a lot of respect for the whole organization, Coach Reid. I had a lot of good times, um,
1: both professionally and personally, in Kansas City. That's where I met my wife. So i got a lot of fond memories of Kansas City.
0: There you go. You uh you getting pretty excited. Today feels like a Friday because I'm on the road, but you got to be on cloud 9, man. Just inching towards it on Sunday.
1: Yeah, let's play this game. <laughs>
0: let's get going. <laughs> Big story number 3. Number 3. If you uh you went to bed early last night, you missed the fireworks because Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. Russell Westbrook for now is a member of the Utah Jazz. Um the Nets did get Mikhail Bridges in that trade. Uh so Kevin Durant is a member of the Suns along with T J Warren. The Nets get Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks and one pick swap. So essentially you get five first round picks from the Phoenix Suns. Is it surprise you that K D was moved at all, Josh?
1: No, not after you had the Kyrie deal get done and obviously James Harden's gone somewhere else and we already knew Kevin Durant I mean he requested a trade this last offseason so he he came into this season upset you mended fences you found a way to temporarily convince him that you could make things work but then you fired the head coach and none of it worked and we're in a, a day and age where stars man when they're frustrated when they're disgruntled in the NBA they get traded out so no n- not totally shocking
0: yeah I agree uh, meanwhile, the trade deadline is coming up this afternoon at 3 p.m. And I don't know when KD will make his debut as a Phoenix Sun, but they're in action tonight against the Hawks. Thunder are off until Friday night, which gets us to big story number two. Number two. Oh. By the way, OKC continues its West Coast to swing against the Portland Trail Blazers tomorrow Who also made traded trade Josh Hart. Owe yesterday. All right, big story number two, frustrating night for Porter Moser and the Oklahoma Sooners as they fall to Baylor on the road. But some promise in what you saw from Joe Bamiseel, uh, and Otega Oway played quite a bit last night afterwards. Coach talked about well, I their, think, their performance. Well, I
2: think, I mean, just they're, you know, starting to get some things you know, both of them um, starting to figure things out, you know, as as, as it does with newcomers. And uh, Otega's arrow's been going up. You know, we've been really playing him a lot more than Joe recently. Um, but they both give us some athleticism. And then they're just figuring out some things we can do defensively. The thing that I thought they did today defensively is they got their athleticism into the game defensively. You know, sometimes they were thinking too much of where to be. And I, I think now they're starting to figure out where they need to be um, on ball screen coverages and all that. And then now they were playing athletically, in, within what we were doing. And I, that is that I, you know, I, I can just, just see Teg on a couple of steals. Joe got a block shot, and then he almost had that block shot, and then he lost his balance. We were trying to get a fast break, and um, it was a heck of a block shot, and just, um, just didn't complete it. Grant was out ahead. And he was trying to get his balance, but I think they bring some, some length and athleticism now that they're figuring out some things we do defensively.
0: So, in other words, if I'm reading that and hearing that correctly, Josh. This is all about, you know, just these guys figuring some things out on the other end of the court. This is all about what can they do defensively to help us out, right? In other words, I'm not going to say that they had everything figured out offensively, but it seems as if there are some things that necessarily uh, that haven't necessarily clicked in practice for them. And now they're out there getting it done.
1: And there might be just a level, a hint of desperation to, hey, we got to try this now. And... But but all, all of those can be true at the same time.
0: Yep. Agreed. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I, uh, I'm i real excited to be in L.A. with the OU softball team as they get ready to start their season tonight. Um, we'll hear a little bit more from Patty Gasso when we come back. Again, not on this trip, Kinsey Hansen. But she'll be back soon. And, Coach, just to kind of pay it off, just talked about her lineup and the overall power in this lineup in general.
3: It's good. It's good. It's solid. The swings will wow you. Um, And it's throughout. It's throughout. And it's sitting on the bench, and it's waiting for me to call on them. That's my biggest issue is um, we have have such a deep bench. How do I make all these athletes feel a part of it and – engaged, and that's going to be probably the hardest job I have. Um, they they can swing it. They can lay it down. They can bunt it. Uh, the person that's really impressed me power-wise is Jada Coleman, and you see her as like that soft slapper. She's swinging it. She's swinging it a la T.R.A. Jennings, just big, hard, long shots, and it's just throughout the lineup, and Hanson swinging well, and I think you need to watch her a bit because she was really hurting and was in and out of the lineup, and that really hurt her. She was kind of down in the dumps, but now it's like a new start and a new beginning, and she's hungry. So there's just a lot of hungry athletes um, that are just really excited to play. All
0: right. There you go. Top five stories of the day. First pitch tonight at 6 o'clock on the Sooner Radio Network, five thirty, five forty-five 5.45 with the pregame show. We'll have you covered. All right, we'll take a timeout When we come back, Air Comfort Solutions, text line, tons to get you on these NBA trades. We're counting down to the Super Bowl. And, again, more reaction to the tough loss for the Sooners last night in Waco. It's a plank show right here on the ref. I think this OU-Duke game is going to be a good one tonight, Josh. I think this is a good opener for the Sooners. Um, obviously, Duke's got some players there returning. They, got, they also have the ninth-ranked recruiting class in the country that's coming in, preseason-ranked as high as number 13. The lowest they are is 19th. You've brought in new, a new hitting coach in Sid Romero in her first season, who I think is going to do great things. It's a program that's only in its fifth year, so it's still growing. And, by the way, they, they beat Oklahoma – State, last year, they have one Oklahoma player in Lily Walker out of Inola. Marissa Young's done a nice job. I think it's going to be a good game tonight. It's a good start. So, um, I know you and I were talking during the break. Everyone wants, like, blowouts. It's like, yeah, let's go get our run rule win. But eh, a couple games this weekend that, you know, when you look at them, you can't help but wonder, all right, this might end up being a good test. This might end up being a game where you look back in a couple of weeks and it's like, hey, that's a that's a really good win. That's a really good win. I mean, to me, um, you're playing three beasts this weekend for Oklahoma and Stanford, Washington, and Duke. Three tournament teams, right? A couple super regional appearances last year. So yeah, I'm a uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what the Sooners do this evening against Mercy Young. And the Duke Blue Devils. You want to get some uh, Air Comfort Solutions text real quick? Absolutely. Let's
1: get after
0: it. Let's uh, let's go back to some of the early thoughts. We were talking a lot about the addition of Joe Bamasil and how much of a difference he's made. Here's the nine one eight. Where's Bammassil been? He's needed like ten games ago. A Little late to the party, Bam. Oway was the most aggressive player. Moser's got. Oway and Bam play a little crazy, but they're effective to some degree. Go figure. I heard Toby talking about this whenever I was listening in on the KREF app, Josh. It's, you you take the good with the bad. Because we see the points, we see a flashy, you know, steal or, or block shot, but, you know, I'm, Distinctly remembering a play when Owe lost someone on a backdoor cut and was guarding the wrong person. That guy had an easy lay. It was a great pass from Flagler. So that's, that's actually a really good text message because you can see the hope, the promise, the ability, but you could also see where a coach might be frustrated, Josh, when they have some of the letdowns that they do.
1: Yeah, if you have the offensive upside but defensively you're not sound, most coaches most coaches want to see you defend before they, they throw you out there. So I, yeah. I don't think Coach – and we do this in every sport, but I don't think Coach Moser and his staff are actively sabotaging this season. There's a reason that Bamasil and some of these guys haven't seen much floor time. There's something in practice that
0: they've been less than pleased with. For the 918, Sooners will have to win the, win the Big 12 tournament to get the NCAA bid. NIT bid might happen only because the Big 12 is the toughest conference, and the Sooners beat three SEC teams and one attorney. So I guess it's probable for an NIT bid. Well, I, I will say one thing: I have not been checking bracketology very much anymore. But there is, you know, it, this league, man, it's a tough league. I saw someone tweet this last night, and they're 100% right. You know, you're, you're seeing West Virginia and Oklahoma State do some of the things that you were hoping Oklahoma might be able to do down the stretch. And you know, you look at the the last four in right now, it's Boise State, Oklahoma State, Nevada, and Memphis. And I'm not necessarily thinking any of those teams are infinitely better than OU, but in that same vein, the Sooners haven't shown it against OSU. And West Virginia, one of those last four buys, just beat OU by 100. So it's tough. It's tough, man. Those uh, first four out, by the way, um, right now as a chance. I think we do have eight teams in the Big 12 in because the first four out are a Florida, Seton Hall, and Oregon, and then the next four out, Wisconsin, Utah State, Charleston, and Penn State. I saw something, by the way, quick sidebar. In Jerry Palms, pre-bracketology, uh, he had West Virginia and Oklahoma State playing each other in one of the first four games. Can, is that allowed? Because I would be fascinated by it in, in a lot of ways. You're basically, you're saying 18th deserve to be in, but only one of you is truly getting into the big dance. Could you see the selection committee doing that?
1: Well, I'm going to try and find out if you, you can do that, but, uh, I mean, it would be, it would be intriguing. Still got it. It It would, it would be, you know, made for television I don't think that they would, no. But uh, if you could do it, it'd be kind of exciting.
0: It's still up. It's still up from his Monday projection. He has OSU and West Virginia playing each other in one of the first four games. Hey, man, the way West Virginia's going right now, they might not be in that mix. They they, they might find themselves well beyond that. Um, I think I don't like this from the 405. Owe and Bamasil not playing is an indictment on Shaka Smart 2.0, a.k.a. Porter Moser. Again, Bamasil looked really good last night, but we saw the Joe Bamasil experience a couple weeks ago when he came in the game and uh, had two defensive breakdowns and led to two easy buckets. You know, what was that? Was that Bama? I think it was, might have been the game after Bama. But it's just, it's tough, right? It's, We're not a practice. We don't get to see the day-to-day. I know no one likes to hear that. But there's a reason why they're not playing. What would you say, Josh? They're not tanking the season. They're not trying to lose to make you mad. I know this sounds shocking, but coaches play the players that they feel like give them the best chance to win. So, yeah, I'm not ready to say it's indictment on coaching. But they both looked pretty good last night, and I want to see more of them. And and you know what? Uh,
1: if, if Bamisil continues to impress, okay, then, then let's have that conversation. But let's not take one random night in Waco where he goes out and scores 10 and has seven boards as just downright fact that this has been a mistake.
0: Yeah, let's not Jarrett Stidham this thing, okay? There's still more games to be played. One good game doth not make an absolute career, regardless of how badly you guys want to make it seem that way. Um Oh, there's some really good stuff here on Durant in the NBA, so I might I might take a break here to kind of reset a bit. I've got a little bit more Porter postgame that I want to share with you. Plus, um, when we come back, I feel like the Super Bowl has kind of been lost in the shuffle a little bit on the show today. And, listen, I'm with the OU softball team, so we're getting ready for the season debut of the Sooners trying to defend their national championship. Two time defending national champs as they square off against Duke and Liberty tonight. Talk more about it as we head on the home stretch of this edition of The Plank Show. If you could, Josh, if you could, and it wouldn't be an exorbitant amount of money, how quickly would you be in Arizona for Sunday?
1: Oh, I'd be gone. I, I yeah, no doubt. I, I'll be honest with you. It, it halfway crossed my mind this time that maybe I should just really? splurge. But I couldn't, you know. I, I mean, I'm trying, to, you I'm know trying what? to I'm trying to save I, up for some some big boy, you know, future, you know, purchases like a house and All right. a, a okay. new car, these types of things so I couldn't, you know, what I mean, it's like $7,000 to go to the Super Bowl. Probably wasn't going to be well received by my girlfriend, so I didn't. I well, play.
0: I guess here, here's the good here's the good news that I think we we all agree upon. Number one, you're not going anywhere. Not you personally, but your your team they're they're still going to be in this mix. All right, next year Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, and then the final the the final set Super Bowl in 2025 is in New Orleans. So. A little – New Orleans is – well, I mean, I say that just because I've driven there. New Orleans seems like it'd be a little bit more drivable than Arizona. So at least there's that in two years. Because as long as Andy Reid doesn't retire, and I don't see that happening, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't go anywhere or get hurt, we're going to be in the same situation next year. I wonder what move is going to be made that's going to make everyone think the Chiefs are done. Because the Sean Payton move really hasn't done it yet, has it? I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone's losing their mind over the Broncos because they still have Russell Wilson. If there was a way, I don't know if they financially can do it. I don't know if they can find a trade partner, but I'm willing to bet the Broncos would trade Russell Wilson if they could. Have you seen some of that buzz coming about Sean Payton and how he feels about Russ? Which, if that's true, why, why take the job?
1: Why would you take the job unless you've got? Assurances from the front office that hey we're gonna we're going to deal him, which maybe he's gotten that I I don't know.
0: Dude, what if they work it? They're you know what I can't stand Peyton. They're they're a general manager. He's one of those guys up there with Chris Ballard that the media just fawns all over, even though they haven't done anything. What do they end up somehow working out a deal where they trade Russ? Ugh, unbelievable. All right, um, big news this morning. Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns. The trade consummated last night involving what we, five first-round picks were involved in it. Russell Westbrook, for now, is a member of the Utah Jazz, though it does look like uh, he is going to get bought out. And, of course, the NBA trade deadline continues up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. But I don't <laughs> – Josh Helmer, I don't know how you top that. I don't know how you top what just happened with Kevin Durant as far as a trade.
1: You can't. Yeah, no, nobody's doing that. And I, you know, I I really don't think, you know, to me, Mikael Bridges, okay, nice player. Cam Johnson, nice player. First round picks, yes, four first round picks. It's a swap. It's not, it's not top five NBA picks that you're giving up. Right. So to me, man, the rest of this season, three more with Kevin Durant. I, I don't even think it's a discussion. The the Phoenix Suns won the trade and. If you win a championship this year, you've already won the trade. Guaranteed you've won the trade. And uh, there's a chance that they might win multiple championships.
0: They're really – it was a really – it took some wavos to make that deal. And I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I hate it for, you know, some teams in the West. I hate it for OKC. But, you know, I, I think OKC is going to be able to – I think they're going to be fine. They're not in this mix where they're battling for like a one seed right now, but they could be soon. I hate it for my Lakers, but I, I think they're going to be fine. I don't know, Josh. I, I'm intrigued to see how this bad boy pans out. I really truly am. I think it's got a chance to be um, – I think it's got a chance to really work out well for both teams. You Phoenix – and, and, and Brooklyn gets a reboot for the second time in, what, six years? And Phoenix gets their rock star.
1: Kevin Durant's got to turn this into a ring. He, he has to.
0: Absolutely. Because Absolutely.
1: the the expectation going to Brooklyn was, okay, wow, th- this is the NBA's new super team. How can this group not get over the top? And I understand there were, you know, injuries you 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 can't injuries you can't do something about, right? But the rest of it wasn't as good. Wasn't as good as we expected. And right. that's not really I don't know that you lay all of the blame right at Kevin Durant's feet, but for right, wrong or indifferent, if Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns don't win a title, it is going to it's going to reflect poorly on his legacy because he's already got that attached to him, not just from us locally, but nationally that he was a ring chaser and he had to go join Golden State to get it done. So this this is the moment. Even though it's another super team plank because Chris Paul and Devin Booker couldn't get over the top, couldn't get it done. Ayton couldn't get over the top. Kevin Durant will be—he's going to get a lot of credit if they get it done right, but he's got to get that done.
0: Absolutely. Here's a couple quick texts from you guys on it. We've talked about it quite a bit today. From the four hundred five, of course, Kevin Durant demanded to be traded. There was nobody left on the team to carry him. He can't carry a demon. Uh, he can't carry a team by himself. He had to run off to Chris Paul and Devin Booker for help. Well, I mean, in fairness. Chris Paul has kind of been a shell of himself and Devin Booker's hurt. But I, I get what you're saying. I I mean, I don't know. I thought I thought Kevin Durant did pretty good driving the ship whenever he was here in OKC. But I understand. I understand we're not ready for that conversation quite yet. And by the way, Kevin Durant had asked for a trade before the season, when he had Ben Simmons and, and he had Kyrie there with him. He'd asked for a trade before the season. They just seemed like they're way off. Here's an interesting thought from the 405. Anyone else thinking there is a chance Russell Wilson comes back to the Thunder in the next year or two to retire where it all started? I think that's about I, – I, I could see a one-day contract thing with him. But, I mean, what? He's 34. He He's, he's going to get bought out of this contract. And there's rumors that Chicago could be a place that he ended up. I guess they're interested in signing him as a buyout. But I just – I love I love Russell Westbrook. I love the idea. I love Russell, Russell Westbrook pre-Houston. I love everything he was in OKC. But, I mean, is it fair to say he's just not that dude anymore, Josh? So – if he comes to OKC, I would hope it would be to sign a one-day deal and retire when he makes that decision. But he's just – dude, this happens in the NBA where guys, they just lose it. Or they're just – we figure them out a little bit more. Or they – you know, the Steve Francis's, the Tracy McGrady's, There's a, where the skills erode a little bit and they're not what they once were. And then the next thing you know, it's like, hey, what happened to so-and-so? I don't – well, it's hard.
1: And Russell Westbrook, everything about Russell Westbrook was predicated on explosiveness and athleticism. Right. It was never predicated on no duh, his shooting, shooting prowess. So right. when that's the case, you diminish quicker. And probably I mean we're, we're just we're just in the midst of that happening with him.
0: It's still wild to me to think that Oklahoma City had three MVPs on their roster. James Harden won the MVP in, what, 18? Russ won it the year before. Katie won it in 14. And they were all on the same roster for a stretch. By the way, we're in the midst of something really unique. I don't think it's ever happened in the NBA's history ever. You've had back-to-back NBA winners, but in a four-season stretch, you've never had Well, not since 1982, have you had two players win it back-to-back and then go back-to-back like you had with Giannis and and Jokic this year? It's a lot of NBA on the show today, Josh. I don't know how I feel about it.
1: Well, trade deadline and Kevin Durant news is massive.
0: Sooner Gundy writes, I've been a Chiefs fan since the early 90s. I welcome the bandwagon fans and the hate. I've always wanted the Chiefs to get to that point. Means they've made it. Well, I mean, the Super Bowl kind of helps that you've made it when you're holding up the Lombardi trophy. Having having Patrick Mahomes kind of means they've made it. But I see what you're saying. I get it. And then here's one to wrap on the text, and we'll get out of here uh, for one final segment. Uh, over, under, Josh, four home runs in the first game for the Sooners. Over, under, four in game one. Four. Oh. I, was looking, I, was looking at one, I was looking at one thing stat-wise with Duke. Um, I think Duke's got a whole – they've got a whole new pitching staff this season. Um, Peyton St. George – is gone. Jayla Wright still back. Yeah, she's back. So, Jayla Wright, their Michigan State transfer, is kind of their, their go-to. She's pretty good, too. But over, under, four. I would take the under for the first game, the yeah. over for the second game.
1: Yeah, uh, under. You're playing a good team. Two- I mean, f- f- five home runs. <laughs> it's a ton of home runs. I know it's Oklahoma, but still.
0: You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. I have a disclaimer for the softball season when we come back. Can can I throw a disclaimer for the softball season out there just so everyone can be cool, calm, and and hopefully good to go? We'll put a wrap on this show with a disclaimer from LA Next right here on The Ref. Is that true? So, Beavis and Butt has has been on for a long time, and last night was the first time I noticed the reboot? (laughs) I I think so. Yeah, don't quote me on that, but yes, I think so. Well, again, I mean, listen. Whenever I'm home, it's like I, it's like I'm a 12 year old. It's restricted what I can watch, just because of kids. But I, uh, instead of watching like music videos, they watch, <laughs> they watch like reels and TikToks. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's it, it, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. I'll be watching as much as I can. All right, here's my disclaimer. Here, here's here's 2011,
1: I, I, eighth season.
0: Are you serious? Uh, yeah. No way. There's no way it's been back on Comedy Central with new episodes for eight years, and I just saw it for the first time last night. Are you serious? I'm
1: looking at Wikipedia, so this, Wikipedia, so this is very unofficial. 2022, <laughs> second film, and ninth season. And I'm just scrolling here, so I don't know. You might be in the clear. <laughs> eighth, season, uh, eighth season, 2011, ninth season, 2022.
0: Okay, okay. I was like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Uh, so, Because I'm seeing this already. some The 9-1-8 Sooners hit four home runs, a grand slam, 16-0. Uh, to zero. I love the passion. And let me tell you something. This lineup has that, that capability, that possibility. But this is softball. Pitchers can get hot. I'm not saying temper expectations for the season, but – if you happen to see tonight a final score of like 6-2 to two or 5-3 to three or, you know, I guess even not a run rule, it's like 8-2, to two, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't need you to go to Twitter and start freaking out and panicking about where the season is going. They're going to be fine. If they happen to lose a game, then it's going to be okay. Oklahoma is playing the most challenging schedule that I think any of us have ever seen, and I can't wait to see how they respond, because they might go five and zero this weekend. Uh, next week's a little bit of a of a softer landing spot, but when they go to Palm Springs, man, Utah is going to be really good this year, and they they nearly beat OU last year. So the softball season starts tonight at six o'clock. It is. It is a, hold on, can I use all my analogies, Josh? It is a marathon, not a sprint. It is, it's wrought with challenges and, you know, success. But the joy's in the journey. So I guess my point more than anything else, no need to freak out if you don't see 16 to 0. So everyone just, everyone stay calmer than you, dude. Everyone stay calm and we'll be good to go. Uh, you got a big Hoops game you're watching tonight, too, don't you? you got Iowa in action tonight?
1: Over to Purdue, which is huge. Actually, wow. Iowa, Indiana, the, the women play, too. But I will be out at the Norman North Baseball first pitch dinner, which is always a fun, fun annual event. So looking forward to that.
0: You got uh, any good dad jokes you're going to open up with?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've got a dentist appointment this afternoon. So, assuming that that goes well, maybe there'll be a dental joke <laughs> mixed in. I don't know.
0: Went to the dentist. The only thing more painful than having to host this terrible event is the drill the doctor put in my tooth. Am I right? It's just crickets. Wow. You are I bombing, said, sir. You are bombing. I said the only thing more painful than having to sit here at this event is the drill. All right, never mind. I, by the way, I got caught up in a in a Instagram reel last night of some comedian falling off stage while he was making a joke, <laughs> and I swear to you, it's got a million views. I might be responsible for nine hundred thousand of them. All right, Steel Man and Thune at noon coming up uh, next. We'll be we'll be back here in L.A., Irvine to be exact, tomorrow for the Plank Show. Everyone have a great Thursday. First pitch tonight at 6 o'clock, OU and Duke, as softball begins its run towards another national championship. We'll cover it all year long right here on the Plank Show.